All right, the Civil War is over. You gotta give up your slaves. But wait, I'm Native American. Oh, well, you can keep your slaves another year. But wait, I'm the kind of a Native American who lives in Alaska. Oh, well, I guess you can keep your slaves for another 20 years. Whatever terrible things you want to do to them, you better start doing it now. Coming up today on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So YouTube uh, suggested a video to me called The Last Slave Owners in the U.S. Native American Slavery. Which is about how Native Americans, uh, Indians? I guess we'll call them Native Americans. How Native Americans owned black people, you know, but it's not a convenient fact if you're woke to acknowledge that. And so I figure I'll just throw out a quick uh, informational podcast here summarizing what they say. But the first thing is that, just from my own knowledge, um, there was like this video, it was a Zoom call, it was a Zoom call from Microsoft or, you know, whatever. It was like a, it was a meeting of Microsoft employees. They went around the internet, it was on a Zoom call and like... You know, they were listing their pronouns and doing a bunch of other stupid stuff. But the beginning thing they did was said that, like, the Microsoft headquarters or whatever is on the lands of the... And then they listed, I don't know, like 10 Native American tribes in the uh, Seattle area. And so they're like, you know, we should acknowledge... I don't know, kind of, we should acknowledge that our headquarters is on stolen land. I mean, you know, they're not giving the land back, but... You know, they were being woke, they were virtue signaling, they were saying they were good people without actually doing anything at all to help the people they supposedly support, you know, the poor Native Americans. But the Fifth Column podcast was, I'm too lazy right now to play, try and find a clip of those ladies saying that, like, I look Asian and I'm wearing a red dress. That was kind of interesting. They were like, so not only were they giving their pronouns or whatever, but they said what they were wearing and what they look like, and I guess that was for blind people. So if you ever hear it, that's why. It's for blind people. But so, on the fifth column, they're talking about, they played the clip, they talked about the clip, and then someone went and looked it up. And so basically, you know, Indians, maybe I'll just call them Indians. There we go, we're going to call them Indians. Indians are not all the same, you know? The Plains Indians, and that's the kind of Indians I can name offhand, we're not the same as some other kind of Indian. But the Puget Sound Indians, which is where uh, Seattle is, it's kind of a, whatever, part of the ocean. The Puget Sound Indians there, they were, I don't know, they were a special kind of Indian because they believed in slavery and land ownership. So there you go. If you were ever taught that Indians didn't believe in owning land, then that was a lie. Some of the Indians did. And you know what, I bet you what? I bet you many, many Indians all across North America and wherever else uh, believed in land ownership. You know, it's just, it's just not a convenient fact for woke people. So they leave that part out. And they like to own slaves, too. I guess that was owning other Indian slaves. Okay, so now, moving on, let's hear about how the Indians owned black slaves. I guess the first thing to say is that, so, slavery, it ended after the Civil War, Right? Well, for whatever reason, the slaves that the Indians owned, that took another year for them to get their freedom. And Alright, so there was five Indian tribes that owned a lot of slaves. And they're all pretty famous, and they're all, looks like they're in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, kind of that area. And the name of these five tribes are, I've heard of all these, Chickasaw, 
Choctaw, Cherokee, Creek, and Seminole. I think there's a sports team named after every one of them. Makes me think of that song, Indian Reservation by the Raiders, which the uh, chorus is, Cherokee people, Cherokee tribe, so proud to live, so proud to die. I mean, that, whatever, that's a terrible rendition, but that's an awesome song. You should go look it up. Makes me think about the Cherokees. So Jeep, you know, the car company, they have the Jeep Cherokee. I wonder if that's racist. Or if you're like, well, the Cherokees own slaves, so you can name a car after them. Maybe. So, you know, maybe you blame the white man for the Indians owning slaves. I mean, maybe you do. I'm sure a lot of people would do that. So that's on the table. Apparently the Choctaw took hundreds of African slaves uh, on the Trail of Tears, so they didn't leave them behind. And one of the Choctaw chiefs, he had a plantation with over 400 slaves. And apparently in 1842, there was the, this is what Wikipedia calls it, the 1842 Slave Revolt in the Cherokee Nation. So there was a slave revolt. Uh, I mean, you know, slaves will revolt. They don't like it. And so the Cherokees, they were the owners of those slaves, and they put it down. I'm just going to read you a little bit from Wikipedia. In the aftermath of this escape, the Cher Cherokee Nation passed stricter slave codes, expelled freedmen from the territory, and established a, in quotes, rescue, really means slave-catching, company to try to prevent additional losses. So, same old stuff. I'm sure if you went and looked at slavery in Africa, I'm sure the black people in Africa are like, wow, we need to create a, you know, a police force. We need to create an army to keep these slaves under control. Everywhere you have slaves, everyone creates little things to keep them under control. So this video, doesn't, video does not provide evidence yet for this, but he says that if you think that being a slave under the Indians was better than being a slave under the whites, it wasn't no better. So I kind of knew all that stuff. But there's people that kept slaves even longer than those people. The Native Americans, or Indians, what do you call them? Alaskan Natives. The Alaskan Natives kept owning slaves for 20 more years. They took it into like the late 1880s. That's an interesting fact. So I don't think the Alaskan Natives' slaves were black. It feels like that makes it better, right? It's like, a black slave is worse than a white slave, I guess. Like if you're like, I want to buy a slave, you're like, you racist, you know you can't enslave black people. You'd be like, well, no, no, I want a white slave. I'm like, well, you shouldn't do that, but that doesn't sound, <laughs> whatever, for whatever reason, that doesn't sound as bad. We'll have to think about that one. But anyways, I think the Alaska Native slaves were probably other Alaska Native people. And they did some terrible stuff. So I'm going to read you what, read you what they done. What they done done. The life of the slave is entirely at the disposal of his master or mistress, and it has been customary among them to kill one or more slaves on the death of a master, or on the happening of some other event, such as the completion of a new house, boring the ears, or putting out an eye of a slave, or some other mode of marking the flesh, has been and is now a custom with some of the families of these people. So I would say that's no joke. And then what about South, South America? Apparently, 
the people in Peru would sail over to Eastern Island and grab those suckers for slaves. That place, they have those giant, super cool rock heads. I want one of those. Oh yeah, what about Sacagawea, or Sacagawea, if you're cool? She was a slave. Like, she was a, you know, probably uh, getting raped, like, tween, you know, I don't know, young girl slave before she met the, met the white man that she married or whatever, and then went to England and died of tuberculosis or whatever happened. But yeah, she was a, she was a slave of another Native American tribe. I forgot about her, and I heard that she was a slave. But it doesn't make you go, oh, Native Americans had slavery all over the place. But maybe that's what you should have heard when you heard she was a slave. And so I guess the Iroquois, um, they used to help the white people um, find their slaves, and they take the slaves back to them. But I think also uh, a lot of Native, Native Americans didn't do slavery. So, you know, it's not, it's not easy one-size-fits-all. Uh, some of them did it sometimes, some of them did it all the times, some of them never did it. So now we're going back to those five tribes. They were called the five civilized tribes. And apparently, uh, you know, how do you get civilized? Well, the answer is uh, white DNA. So that's kind of crappy. But anyways, uh, you know, part Indian, part white people, I guess we're more likely to rise to power in the tribes. I don't know if you ever heard of that kind of thing, but uh, so yeah, there you go. They were part white. And then part white, I guess, means part slavery. Part slave owners. So we got some numbers. Uh, the Cherokee had 4,000 slaves uh, at the onset of the Civil War. I'm just going to quote this guy. And he's like, well, that may seem low, but the Cherokee population was 21,000. Like, I think the number of White people who owned slaves back in the day was like 1% or something. So it was going to be monumentally higher for the Cherokee. Maybe. Actually, I'm not sure on the math on that. But it's probably much, much higher. Okay, he gives the stats. So 10% of Cherokee owned a slave. 3% of whites in the South owned a slave. So that means, you know, whites in America would be probably 1%. Hey, I'm right. I'm always right. I guess to be a little bit nicer... uh a number of, you know, some some large, I guess, I don't know, some significant percentage of the Cherokee slave owners freed their slaves uh, when the Emancipation Proclamation happened. But here's the amusing things. I think that some of those slaves are like trying to, uh, like today, trying to get recognized as Cherokees. Like, right, you know, if you're, if you're a Native American, who knows, you might get a check of a few hundred dollars a month or something if you can prove you're a Native American. And so that might be the best kind of slave to be. Like, oh, I was a Cherokee slave. That means I'm a Cherokee. And it sounds like modern-day Cherokees are not super inclined to let those uh, former slaves into being Cherokee. So he's talking about some, like, slave revolts, you know, where slaves run away. You know, maybe they kill someone and then they run away. Like, it's a little funky. So obviously the slave owners, they get a group together. They go hunt down the slaves to bring them back. And then when they bring them back, they kind of, I think they maybe sometimes set up kind of like some sort of fake slave court, and then they convict the slave, and then they kill the slave. But it's funny because, like, you know, I think you could kill a slave. Like, you know, if you had a slave and you didn't like him, you could kill them. So why do you have to go through all the hoopla of, you know, of 
convicting them of murdering someone when they escaped. You just you should just be able to just kill them, I think. And even beyond just killing them, shouldn't you just keep them? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if someone is going to try and escape again and kill someone again, sure. But I think I think sometimes they kill like some you know some women or some children or whatever. It's like you don't need to kill them. I mean, I don't know. Speaking frankly, or trying to imagine what it would be like to be a slave owner, obviously will get you canceled. Don't do it. The whole thing gets kind of complicated. I guess like the Seminoles, that's the ones in Florida. That's also the football team. Um, for a while there, they had slaves, but they didn't do slavery based on race. So maybe a slave would escape from some other state. They'd go to Florida. They could just join the Seminoles and be like a, a free person, a freeman. And then maybe that freeman could own a black person, or maybe that freeman could own a Native American slave. And vice versa, and mix and match all, all the ways you want. But then after a while, the Seminoles started getting the same idea as the Creeks and I think the Cherokee. And say so like, oh, we're going to do this based on race. Black equals slave. And then it sounds like when the Civil War broke out, um, of, of these big tribes, like 10% of the people... I guess it's for all the big tribes. I mean, they, they really were slave owners, like, big time. 10% of the people in these big tribes were slave owners, and so they're like, oh, we're on the side of the South. Makes you wonder if, like, the Native Americans could have, whatever, not been totally destroyed by America if they would have gone with the Union. Hmm. Okay, and not na every Native American group or everyone in each Native American group sided with the South. There was there was division amongst the Native Americans. Okay, so in 2017, whatever, a U.S. government court ruled that the slaves of the Cherokee should be considered Cherokee members. And apparently lawsuits are ongoing for the former slaves, descendants of the former slaves of those other nations, Indian nations, to become whatever, to get the goodies. I don't blame them. I would do that, too. I mean, I hell, they're more... If you were a slave of the Cherokee, you're probably more of a Cherokee than frickin' a Cherokee Cherokee. Or even a Jeep Cherokee. Alright, so that's my summary of this video. The guy's name is Jabzy, J-A-B-Z-Y. I like him. He is not woke. So you might check him out. I think I might check him out. Who knows? Maybe I can make a few more podcasts. So, Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke... My one tw Twitter follower, Center Looking Out, he said he would like to hear me talk about uh, electric cars, so I think I might do that. So there you go, just you know, look me up on Twitter, you might get uh, me talking about whatever. In fact, I think I'll give a preview on that. We'll see. We'll see if I actually make the podcast or not. But uh, the one thing that's interesting about electric cars is that I think it costs like half as much money to, you know, to charge a car with electricity than to buy the gasoline to move a car. And that means that, like, if a, a plant, an electric plant, burns coal, it costs, you know, it burns coal and then sends the electricity through the lines to your house, into your car, that costs half as much money to burn coal and run your car on electricity as it does to uh, put gas in your car. So that's interesting. Okay, thanks for listening.